0: The topic of the message is about manipulation. And now we have three examples, maybe you know them. Example number one. You do love Jesus, don't you? Yes. Yes! So you can do it too, like for me? Example number two. I really, really want to give you something. No, really? What? Why? Because you're so amazing. Like, you've always been, you'll always be, and I just really want to say thank oh, you. Kim, you're touching me right now. <laughs> thank you. Oh, so kind. Like honey. It's like honey. Are you going to help me now, though? What? Example number three. Helping people in your situation, telling them what to do is always wrong. But you've got to help me now, otherwise, I'm going to have a breakdown. Now. Listen, I could help you right now, but then you would learn nothing. Over to you, Leo. Let's give our team a big round of applause. Come on, thank you. There are some real examples sometimes how you get manipulated, actually, and I want to welcome especially our microchurches. We have a microchurch in Liberia, Alguna, and also by Let's give our microchurches a big round of applause from Zurich. From Zurich, downtown, the earth, Switzerland, boom. <laughs> yeah, always uh, glad for all those people that are coming also live here in the house. It's always a new reality. Isn't that crazy? I talked with a pastor's friend from San Diego some minutes ago, he said, isn't that crazy that COVID changed the, the, how we do church? Before we had just people in the building was always awesome, but now we have micro churches, we have online community and people in the house and our church has exploded through COVID the last two years. And let's give for that fact, God, a big round of applause because we have grown <laughs> through COVID the last two years. I'm happy. So we started a series about difficult people. Maybe you know some difficult people or maybe you are a difficult people, I don't know. And a guy asked me, why do in the world you preach about difficult people for a month? And what I realized the last two years, COVID was not a big helper in terms that our families are stronger or our churches are stronger or our relationships are stronger. I felt like a lot of things happen in our relationships and I thought, let's talk for one month about the power of being the best version that we can be for God, but also how we can um, treat each other in the God's love and respect. And the title is Signs of You Are Being Manipulated. And I want to ask you a question. Have you ever been manipulated? Can you lift your hands for a moment? Have you ever been manipulated? Almost everyone. Are you a manipulator? Hands up or hands all over? Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's always a two-way road, right? And I think manipulation happens all the time, and the best example is for me, the marionette. There are some strings, and sometimes people do things, they say things, just you have strings, and you do things, you say things, but you don't wanna say do it, and you feel like, I'm like in a marionette, and I do certain things which I don't wanna do. And you find these two examples already in the Bible, and I wanna share two stories, That you understand manipulation was also in the old and also in the New Testament always a big problem. Here was Simpson, a guy with long hair, had so much power and energy, and Delilah manipulated Samson in Judge chapter 16, verse 15 and 16. And when you read those words, it's it's it touches your heart a little bit because she knows exactly what to say and when to say. Then she said to him, How can you say? I love you when you want confined in me. This is the third time you have made a fool of me and haven't told me the secret of your great strength. With such nagging, she prodded him day after day until he was sick to death of it. It can be you say, you ask so many times and all of a sudden say, okay, I tell you my secret. But then all of a sudden you are in a, prison and you all have some strings and you do certain things. What do you want to do? Another example is Jacob. He was on the run to Esau from the brother, And Esau had the weakness when he was hungry and I know some people when they get hungry they, they turn into a beast. Have you ever met some people? When they get hungry they change into a beast. And Jacob we knew when Esau is hungry and I cook a beautiful soup for him, he will hand over the firstborn right. And he cheated and he manipulated his brothers and he got the firstborn right. And of course, some people say he was a small guy. Like all the insurance companies, they know exactly when you weak out what to sell. But listen to me, good leadership is not selling you something when you weak A good leader helps you to strengthen that you become the better version of Jesus Christ. That's the difference between leadership and manipulation, actually. And I think when you think about the marionette, I think there's three areas how people manipulate you, actually, that you do what they want that you do. The first thing is like flattery. Flattery means... You make so many compl- uh, compliments, you are awesome, you are unique, I love you. Uh, somebody told me he works in a company and the boss is so nice, he has a lot of compliments. He gives her not 13 salaries, 15 salaries. He treats her very, very well. And she said, I wanna quit, I wanna, I wanna go out of the company, but I cannot go out anymore because she, she bought me, she bited me and, and I felt if I go, I betrayed her. Even though if you're so positive, you can win the person that you do what I want that you do. That's the one thing. Another thing is uh, threats. That means um, you push people into a corner. And this happens all the time, uh, even though in our church there's a a young couple. They want to marry in two years and they say, let's make an agreement that we don't have sex before marriage. And they say, yeah, let's do that. Then we want to get married. Then we have the honeymoon. And then we do it like day and night. And we wait until our honeymoon. And all of a sudden, one is changing and say, oh, no, I don't believe in, in that anymore. And if you don't sleep with me, I will leave you. And then the girl is always saying, oh, my gosh, you cannot leave me. And he said, if you love me, if you really love me, then you sleep with me. And all of a sudden you push people to do something what you want but what they don't want. And this happens all the time and that's actually really not fair. Another manipulation can be, for example, guilt. You put so much guilt on people. For example, a wife is saying, just leave me, just go. I will eat nothing, then I will die. And if you leave me right now, I will get divorced. You put too so much guilt on people, and guilt is never good. Change actually, people are changing because of a vision. It's lasting, but guilt is just too much pressure. I'm on social media, on Instagram, for example. Some weeks ago, a guy sent me a text message. Was a Christian, not not from Europe, from another nation, and he said, "My family, we're starving. We're running out of money, and you are my pastor." All of a sudden, I'm. I'm the pastor of everyone. He said, you are my pastor and I have a need financially and you must help me because you're my pastor and you have money and I have a need. I felt like, okay, it's very easy if social media delete him and now he's not my friend anymore. But this happens all the time, even though in churches you bring the Bible and you push pressure on people, And it's not helpful, actually, and that's why this can be some threats, some guilt, and also flattery. And I want to share three points with you guys, how you recognize manipulation, and how you can find out that, that you are manipulating people as well. So point number one, how can I recognize manipulation? Become sensitive so you can recognize manipulation in your life. And it's not always obvious. For example, when, when your mom is saying, if you really love me, you come to my birthday party and you cancel your vacation. This is actually what happens often. Your mom, she is not able to say, I love you. I miss you. It will mean so much for me if you come. Instead of saying, I miss you, often people switch into manipulation. If you don't come, that means you don't love me. Just be honest that you miss someone. And an amazing story about manipulation is actually Jesus and his disciples about Peter in Matthew chapter 16, verse 21 and 22. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to these disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief, the priest, and the teachers of the law, and they must be killed on the third day, be raised to life. Now check out, how manipulation sneaks in. Manipulation happens always in your friendships, You're around your closest people. Now check out what happens. Peter took him, Peter took Jesus the Messiah beside him and began to rebuke him. Never Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Do you know how manipulation takes place? always under four eyes. Because under four eyes you can push a person to a corner. If you will, if Peter will say this in front of all the disciples, some disciples say, Peter, are you crazy? This is the calling of Jesus Christ and you are wrong. Peter, you miss Jesus. You cannot live with Jesus. This is fair and I understand. But don't sweat into a manipulation stage. Instead of saying, Jesus, I cannot handle that. That will be honest and also fair. And this happens all the time, actually. And here's my advice. If you speak with a Christian, or you do with a Christian's a business case, write it down. Write it down, and you can read it a week later. Is, is This is really, if we really understand that we mean the same thing. It's very, very important. It's just an advice for free if you don't do it you will understand what I talk about. There are some signs actually of being manipulated. Sign number one is I feel guilty and find it difficult to say no. Successful people will also say no. Successful people, they know what, for what I say yes and when I say no. Look, here's the point. People always try to push you in the way they want that you behave. And even the devil. And I remember many, many years ago, I did an apprenticeship in the first year that the boss had his office and next to his office was my office. And always when the phone rang, he said to me, you pick up the phone and you look after me because we're doing a lot of important deals and I cannot miss a phone. There was a time where there were no such thing as a smartphone. For those people, they are just 19. It was a long time ago. And I remember the phone rang. And I pick up the phone and said, "Is your boss here?" I said, "Yeah, he's somewhere." And I find my boss. And my boss said, "Go back and say, "I'm not here." And here's the point: You will experience the same thing when in one second, you have to make a decision. <laughs> have you ever been in a situation like this?" Yes. And in one moment... I'm, I'm in no, 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 one no, no, no. I want you to say without flattery, you're wonderful. Uh, Thank you so much. I want to embrace you. So. You're very wonderful. Thank you so much. No flattery. Just Thank more. you so much. <laughs> Thank you. you so much. Let's let's give him a big round of applause. <laughs> no flattery. Thank you so much. Hey, and then in one second, in one second, I said to him boss, "No, I will not lie." And he said, "But I'm your boss." And I said in the contract, lying was not in. And this happens in your life as well. All of a sudden, people push you to do something which you don't like and you don't really understand. Just be strong, take your stand in your life. The second sign is actually, um, just for a moment, I often compromise and don't stick to my convictions in order to please others. Hey, this is also something, hey, guys, I think we're going in a very crazy season in, in, in around the, the world. And it can be that in your own family or at your workplace or even though in your neighborhood, that you have a different opinion. And it will not be sexy anymore if you stand up and say, oh, I, I, I understand what you're talking about. Here's the point. Jesus was hanging out with a sinner, but he never accepted the sin. But in our days, people will say, you have to accept my lifestyle as well if you love me. But sometimes you say, I love you from the bottom of my heart, but I don't like your lifestyle. And the lifestyle and loving you, it's not the same. And I just wanna say to you right now, we will come into a time where you stand up and you take a stand and say, I do not agree, but I love you. So the number two, Now comes my question actually, how can I uh, go away from all, I'm a little bit out of confused. How can I free myself from manipulation? Give God give me the strength and the courage to break me from the unhealthy bonds. And here is one of my prayer, ask God help me to make a clear statement and also clear line. And check out the response of Jesus to Peter was super special. In Matthew chapter 6 and 23, Jesus turned and said to Peter, go behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have a mind in concerns of God, but merely human's concerns. And she said, Peter, Satan's, go behind me. And here's my point. If people are manipulating you, please don't ever say that. Because Jesus is explaining a story very crazy to make a statement. If you come into a situation where you feel somebody wants to manipulate you, inside of you, you have to understand what's going on. For example, when your grandmom, you're going to a grandmom, and your grandmom asks you, what are you doing? You say, I start, and you study. And your grandmom say, don't study, just work. Don't say, grandmom, Satan's behind of me. Don't do that, because it's not good for Christmas and Easter. I'm just saying it's more for you in the inside you know. She crossed a line, and she's not mean. She wanna coach me, but the coaching is not right. Manipulation often takes place in your closest circle. Can it be your mom, your dad, your friends, your pastor, your church, your small group, whoever. That means you need the gifts of these sermons. God has given us the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, help me. Help me to understand, is this from you or is this just from people they wanna manipulate you in an image that they want that I do? And this is very, very, very important. Hey, here is an amazing, crazy story of the Bible and I love that story so much because in that story you understand how many times even believers We manipulate God. Have you ever knew that sometimes we manipulate God? So here's Jacob. And Jacob, I want to read in Genesis chapter 28 to 22 and 21. Jacob made this wall. And here's the point, if you are sick or you're going through a hard season, sometimes we say, God, if you heal me right now, I will serve you the rest of my life. Or God, if you give me a wife, 30% of my income, it's yours forever. And we don't do this because we're bad people. We are in a season where we need help the most. And Jacob was in the run from Esau, and Esau wants to kill him and his whole entire family. Jesus, Jacob made a war and he built an altar. So now are you ready? Because in the grammar you can learn a lot. Of he said, if God will indeed be with me and protect me on this journey, and if he will provide me with food and clothing, And if I return safely from my father's home, verse 22, then the Lord will be certain be my God. Jacob is saying, God, if you do everything what I need, God, I have a good proposal. then you God Almighty, God, all known, God, all present, then you can be my God, isn't that amazing God, this is Christmas for you, isn't that crazy God, is saying, oh my gosh, without me, you will not exist, this we do often, then he said, when you do this, then you can be my God, and now check out, and then 10% of all my incomes I will give, Here's the point, God is not into manipulation. You cannot, you can't manipulate God because God, you cannot put God in a corner because God is always above you. But we do this all the time. Hey, I wanna just share you a little bit a moment what I, what I mean about that. The Bible says, according to faith will happens. You need faith in your life to move certain things, right? And if you believe it, you really believe it, you can change a lot of things. This is right, right? But it can go to one extreme that you have heard very often. If you believe it, if you proclaim it, if you confess it, it will be. Hey, our journey with God is a relationship. It's not deal. I deal, I give you give me. It's a relationship. I want to share a story with a guy just that you want to understand what I'm talking about. I played golf with a guy. It was a blue sky, and all of a sudden, some clouds came. In the hall number two, it starts to rain a little bit. He took the cloth club out, he lifted to heaven, and he said, Clouds, I command in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, stop raining! And I said, what are you doing? He said, I command the rain to stop. And he prayed so hard. And after 18 holes, it rained harder than ever. And it was so bad, it was the, <laughs> I have never experienced it before. Said, I don't get it, you, you speak to the class, it rains harder and harder and harder from minute to minute. And he said, But the Bible said, I'm a son of God. I can can speak to the cloud and it will have to stop. And please understand me right, if a nation is starving, or like Australia had a drought for more than a year, when a whole entire nation starts to praying for rain, it's something different than playing golf. It's something different than you get married and you wanna have a blue sky. You're not the only person on planet earth. I tell you why. I said to this crazy guy who's a Christian, comes to, unfortunately to our church. I said, yeah, we have different people in our church. I said, listen, next to you while we playing golf was a farmer. And the farmer, he sown some seeds and it was dry for one month. And in that moment when you spoke to the clouds, the farmer was praying for rain and now god has a problem one christian is playing golf commands the rain and the farm on his knees prays for rain i'm happy that i'm not god because god has a problem he cannot please both right and he like, said yeah what, what should what what should god do oh you need more the rain so i'll give it to you and listen to me here's the difference between commanding and asking God for a wish. Ask God all the times for your desires. Ask God for everything and anything, but you are not God, and you're not the position to say to God what God is to do to you. And if this not happen, i tell you something. We have a lot of people that prayed for sick people and they died and say, oh, Faith doesn't work. God is not in the healing um, ministry anymore. That means they had a certain expectation what God has to do instead of asking God, God, what's your will? What is your plan? What is my future? What is your idea? And I stopped praying, God, don't give me what I wish. Give me what I want. God, give me what I want because you're my shepherd. You know the best. You lead me, you guide me, and you know what is the best in my life. Don't ask God for your dreams to his You can do something wrong, but ask God, give me what I need in my life. Can I hear an amen? If not, you manipulating God as well with the Bible, with everything, and sorry to say this, you will be disappointed because God is a different level. I'm a father of two boys. I want to make the point clear. I believe in healing, and I believe we can pray for certain things. There's nothing wrong. But here's the point. I have two boys. If my boy's asking me for a favor, I will help them out. If they push me to a corner, if they are starting doing manipulation, I will not do it. Because a relationship is always, I help you. I know what is the best for you. I know these desires, but I also know from now in five years what is the best for you. God is your amazing shepherd, and God is your best father in your life. Amen? So don't do this like Jacob. You can do it. It sounds amazing, but you can't win. So I want to close with the last question. How can I tell if I'm manipulating other people now? Let's talk about ourselves what is, are some signs that I'm manipulating maybe my wife, my husband, or my kids, or even though my small group? Here are some five indicators. I wanna read you the first point. I'm scared of losing people. So often you manipulate another people because you are afraid if I don't push, if I don't manipulate you, I will lose you. God hasn't given us the spirit of fear. Fear is always, oh, if I lose that job or if I lose that girlfriend, that boyfriend. Here's my point. God is your provider. God is the one who promotes you because God is always and has always been in the lead. Amen. God is always the provider. The point number two, it can be, I don't want to give up control. Some people that say, if I do it, My way, in my family, it's always the best way. Is there anyone you have a little bit, you struggle a little bit bit with that area? I'm struggling because often I think if I will run ICF by myself, every department, it will be much better. But the problem is church is with volunteers, with, with different people and they're doing differently. And sometimes I feel like, ah, my goodness, what are you doing? But the same thing happens sometimes with me as well. But sometimes you have to let go of the control. Point number three, I enjoy of being in charge. Sometimes I love I love him being in charge. I have, I have a good friend of mine, when he's in charge, he feels almost like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's like, oh, I say something and you do it. But I always say to him, hey, you are not Arnold Schwarzenegger, you're not God, just calm down. Point number four, I love... Change, changing people. This is happens all the time. People say, if I could change my wife, I have so many ideas. Or if I can change my pastor, oh my goodness. You cannot change people. The only person you can change is yourself. Be the best changer in your own life. Can I hear an amen? You can change yourself easily. Change yourself, but don't change your wife. Because leadership and manipulation is very close. Leadership means I help you, I challenge you. If I challenge you, for example, it creates a pressure. Pressure can be good or negative. A good pressure could be I challenge you, for example, to give 1% more in terms of giving. You're going out and you feel, oh my gosh, God is challenging me to leave my comfort zone. You feel that, right? But manipulation will be, I force you something to do what you don't wanna do and you feel like in a corner and you can't breathe anymore. Leadership lifts people up, manipulation turns people down actually. And the fifth way how you manipulate people can be, I don't tolerate other options. And that's, it's a big statement. We are right now in a season in our culture, there's always one opinion. And if you have a second opinion, it doesn't matter which topic, it can be corona, it can be gender agenda, it can be the climate thing, whatever. People say there's only one opinion. But if you have another opinion, people feel very uncomfortable. I wanna close with a, a leadership story, how you can Lead people without manipulate people in a wrong way. There was a father, he had two sons. And he took the sons out for fishing and so many times he shared the values of being faithful in the marriage. He said, I believe in sex in marriage. And he told the kids how he has handled it with his wife and how they achieved everything. He said, I really do believe this is a value of the Bible and of God Almighty. But they were young and they they were excited about it. But one day, his son, he turned 18 years old and he had the first girlfriend. And it's always the moment when what you have taught and what they will do, it's a different story. And they said, so I know you're 18, you can do whatever you want to do. But he told them the story again. So guys, I know you're 18 years old and this is what I believe, these are my values. And here's the point, in my home, I will prepare two beds and one bed will be in that corner that's for your girlfriend and there's a separate room for you where you can be and rest but two rooms one for you and one for your girlfriends because this is what I believe and this is my house and my values I want to pause for a moment this is leadership Right? And then he said, but I will never control if you come with your girlfriend or if you sleep in one room or not. If you want to sleep with your girlfriend, you will do it anyhow. And I will never control, but just to let you know, there are always two rooms. I want to give you the options to do what I believe, but I will never control if you stay in one room or in two rooms. And I think this story is so profound in terms of leadership a lot of people are afraid in terms of pushing people challenging people say oh if I challenge them and if they want to do it I cross the line and I manipulate people no leadership is you share your values you speak about it you explain it but then you say hey it's up to you it's your decision you can do whatever you want but this is what I believe And that's not manipulation. And a lot of people will say, ah, people, they do it anyhow. Why in the world should I preach about it? It's not so much only about you. Values is something that lasts and culture are changing all the time, right? In closing of the message, I want to ask you, are there some people that manipulate you? And you feel I have some strings? And I'm not free to do whatever I want to do. And what I want to do tonight, I really do believe that God has given us the Holy Spirit and He makes us free. And you can, in a prayer, you can release you from all the bondages, And you are not in a manipulation system anymore. The only person who holds you, it's God's hands. Hey, thanks for watching.